The following was recorded at New Church in Ventura, California. Pastor Jesse Giglio is speaking. So last night, um, last night Amy went to an event in Hollywood that she does about every year, and I've done it before. It's the A-list stars kind of event, and it's very cool. It's a fundraiser for Haiti and other places in the world impacted by natural disaster. And uh, and I didn't decide not to go this year. I've gone and helped before, and I said, I'm going to take a pass because I just... I just want to be fresh for today, and we've had a long week, and we're working, and want to just sort of focus on some stuff, want to get, get a good night's sleep, which is like, how is that going to happen when she's out till about two in the morning, right? So I'm like laying in bed, it's raining, I'm like, oh, man, I'm like tossing and turning, like, you, you know, you're hoping you're falling asleep, but you're not, you just kind of keep looking like, oh my gosh, I'm still up, and like the, uh, the minutes are just rolling by, you know, 11, 30, 12, 31. Yeah, I don't know. She gets home, whatever it was, well after one or two o'clock in the morning, and she's exhausted, but not too exhausted to turn on the lights and say, just so you know, Jamie Foxx and I are like best friends. <laughs> I'm like, oh, a pillow on my face. It's just, so I'll probably go next year. I, I didn't really help to be home, um, shaking it off a little bit, but uh, but 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 cool event. You know, it's funny when we talk about, you know, the Christmas season and holiday season, it's it's a lot of fun. Like, I love it, right? And, and I think most of us love that, and there's enjoyment in there. And if you're, unless you're a kid, most of us are also sort of like kind of ready for it to be over, right? Isn't there an element of like, I'm kind of ready for it to be over? That doesn't take away from the season because it is amazing. We celebrate an amazing story. It's, it's, there's, there's faith and love and joy and, and, and gatherings. It's awesome, but we're also ready for it to be over. And that's sort of our, our, our life in many ways. We think of these seasons, like, it doesn't mean the season was bad or, or we wanted to change it. It's just we're ready for it to move on. And the New Year's always creates this sort of line of demarcation for like, hey, 2018, good, bad, ups, downs, probably all those things. You know, check it off. Learned a lot, hopefully. Kind of ready to move on. And that's healthy. I think where our seasons, there's rhythms of life that, that reflect that, right? It, it's, it, this thing happens for a while. And then it changes. It doesn't mean this thing back here went wrong or is out of control or God wasn't involved. It's just time. It's time for a change. It's time, time for a shift. And I've been, you know, I've been at the brewery a few days over the holidays, and it's, it's kind of fun. People are in this mode, obviously, of just sort of a little more open about the new year, what they're, what they're trying to get away from in the past. You hear all these different perspectives. And there's tendency to be a lot of people, and this, is, this isn't just there it could be anywhere. It's like, you know, well, you know, hey, happy new year. You're like, oh, is it? Is it though? You know, there's sort of a, some people are just depressed about that coming. They're not ready for it. They didn't have a good year before. They're pessimistic about the year ahead. And I, I think as the church, as believers, and we should be carrying optimism into that, not because it's going to be perfect, but because God is involved in it. And God is telling and writing stories for us. And so we look forward to that. Will some of that story take us through some hard times? Absolutely, all good stories do. There's going to be conflict, but it's something to almost look forward to because if God's leading us through that, and he's leading you through it, he's working on your character, and it's ultimately for good. And sometimes we say, well, we'll see what 2019 brings. Like, well, what will you bring? What are you bringing to 2019? 2019 is, is going to do its thing. We don't, we don't control that. Stuff's going to happen. What are you bringing? I appreciate Brett just saying, man, I, I just want to be in the word more. That's my thing. I need to do that. I've known it for a little while. It's been hovering around. I've, I've done it before, but I need to anchor in on that. Like, what are we bringing to that? And it's easy. Some of us have made resolutions. That's my show of has anyone Has anyone made resolutions? One. Man, this is just two. But I get it, right? Because like, what's the point? Just so that I don't do it, you know, in, in a week from now? 
you've done it before, or like, well, I'm just, I have enough going on in my life, I don't need to add anything else, right? Some of us have that. So whatever your thing is, like, what are you bringing, though, into this new year? There is, a, there is a freshness about it, and I think it's healthy for us to jump into these seasons sometimes, even though it's not magic, it's just a date on the calendar, but for us to reflect, and okay, let me start over. We were praying this morning before for service, and it's just, there's this rain, there's freshness, and it's an opportunity to jump into something, to something new. And I think for me, there's a few things I've been reflecting on, I'll share with you this morning, that I'm going to be sort of leaning into, and, and some of them are specific, and some of the things I've just been kind of on my, on my heart of how to move forward. And you know, one of them that I've been thinking about, and this is sort of I've just as I just interact with people and myself, there's all these changes we want to make, and sometimes those pile up. I'm sort of starting to think, like, tell people and tell myself, make better choices more often. Make better choices more often. You don't have to be perfect, right? You don't have to, to never eat that thing again, but make better choices more often, right? Like, eat less French fries. Don't say, I'm never going to eat French fries again. It's funny, there's an article going around recently, one of like the medical science journal things, that French fries are bad for you. Like, what? Who's spending time and money researching that? I'm seriously, Amy, the breaking news, like, but somebody's job and these scientists are studying this, like, I'm pretty sure we know that. That's not news. But it's all right, like, okay, but better choices more often, and it's sort of, sometimes it's incremental for many of us, right? It's like, the Bible in the year, maybe just feels like, there's no way. I've tried that every year and failed. Like, man, just read a, a, a small part of the Bible every day. Maybe once a week. Progression, right? Wherever you're at, can you move, can you get 1% better, right? The next day or the next season. Maybe that has to do with your workplace, your family, just areas of your life that, you know, man, I want to do a little bedtime with your kids, and sometimes the goals are too big, but incrementalism helps. And this is like kind of the prayer in Matthew 4, when Jesus said, here's how you should pray. Give us this day our daily bread. And the idea is like, Lord, sustain us for today. We need, I just need food for today. I can't be worried about the rest of the year and what the harvest is going to bring and there's, if there's going to be famine or drought. But Lord, give us this, this day our daily bread. Lord, sustain me today. And many of us would be, do well to wake up and just say, Lord, man, sustain me today, Lord. Yeah, there's going to be stuff coming, but man, today. If you can get through the day, and you can get through another day, and then you can get through another day, all of a sudden you can string together, hopefully what's a productive and an abundant sort of story in life. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day, this, give us this day Lord. Just today. And many of us wake up like that, and man, I can't, you can't get through one more day. And like, God, give us the strength for one more day. And some of that, as you lead through that day, like, man, just make better choices more often with the words that you speak, with your listening to the whispers of the Spirit, with your time in the Word, with how you interact with one another, where you spend your time and your, and your gifts. It's picking something small and working on it. I, I had it sort of, you know, looking around the house this, this you know, couple weeks, and many of us go through this, there's some cleaning going on, and Man, we're just getting, going through junk, and one, you know, one day I just stopped, started in the front of the house, started with our shoe closet, which is just this da- very dangerous closet, I mean, just piles of stuff in there, and it's like, all right, I'm just going to start with the closet, like, and, and there's all kinds of other stuff to do, I'm just going to start with the closet, and if I can get done the closet, then, then we'll move on, I clean out the closet, and there's just, you know, garbage bags and boxes of stuff I'm getting rid of, and Amy's like, should I even look in there, like, no, you should not look in there, just get rid of it. 
And by my bed, I'm like, I love my bedside. I've got my books and a light, but it just sometimes gets cluttered. And I have this, you know, kind of cool dresser or drawer there that Amy like found in the garbage somewhere than that she does. And it's this old like medical desk. And I, and my drawers have just started to get like cluttered up. I'm like, gosh, like this is just kind of, kind of starting to bug me when I look in that drawer. So I'm going to clean up my drawer. Right? And I've cleaned out the junk drawer in the past and I've talked about it. And I, I even brought like some stuff from my drawer. I think analogy of so many of our lives, if you have a junk drawer and you just find stuff in it, that like, why do I have that? Because our lives have stuff in it. Like, why am I doing that? Why am I spending that much time on that every week, every day? Why do I find myself just, you know, clocking five or six hours on my phone doing nothing? Why am I watching so much show that I feel guilty about? Why, do I, why am I eating this way? Why am I not exercising? Why am I not telling my spouse I love them? Why am I not more of a light to people about Jesus? All that stuff that can kind of beat us up. So, man, just pick something. And I just start going through a drawer, and I have these, like, things like this, like these little bags. Like, there's a bunch of these, like, little bags that there's nothing in. Like, does anyone want these bags? Like, I don't know why I have these bags. I don't need those bags, right? I got receipts. Seth would love this. Uh, let's see, grape juice and flatbread. Like, a communion receipt that maybe I was going to turn in for, you know, reimbursement from 2016. Like, I'm probably not getting that money at this point. Like, whatever. It's done. I've got these stickers of my face. These are like school pictures of my face. They're little stickers. I don't need these stickers. You guys are welcome to them. I'm going to leave them here. You can get them at the end of the day. You find stuff like Stratosphere Hotel Vegas. Like, when was I ever the Stratosphere Hotel? I don't like this. I don't even like this pen. It's leaking. The top's leaking. Like, I don't need this pen. I don't think I was in Vegas. I don't know. I've got this thing. I don't know if it's clean or dirty. It's like a little toothbrush thing. Did you want that, Maria? Like, I'm probably not going to use it. Like, I'm in bed. Like, oh, man, I forgot to brush my teeth. There is that thing. (laughs) I don't know if it would be better or worse. I have a sticker that says CNN on it. I don't, I've never been to CNN. I don't know why I have a sticker from CNN. You guys can have that. I have one of these little moisture things in there. It seemed like a good idea at the time, I guess. I, that, maybe that is useful. I don't know. There's a bunch of those in there, actually, I found. What else is in here? Oh, this is a, an admit one ticket that I didn't use. So if anyone's going anywhere, bring that. Uh, there's a drink for the saloon barbecue. I was going to give that to Alex, but he's not here. Um, this is one of those restroom tokens, like, from the gas stations. Like, usually you use those if you get them. So... But I have an extra one I've been saving. So if anyone's going on a road trip, you are welcome to that, that token. Um, there's like a, this looks like the trigger to a gun. I don't know what that was about. There's an M, one M for a small letter board that I don't have. And there's no other letters. So if anyone has the letter board for that and needs an M. Uh, this is kind of an odd one. This is a hairball that I've been saving. Uh, and it's from Seth and Allison's dog, Jacob. Jacob, if you don't know, is like a fur factory. The guy, like you start to pet him, it's like sending up like cloud signals. It's just like puffs just coming out. And I was petting him one night at the house and the hair just, you know, I don't want to like destroy their house. But I like petting him. And so I I pulled it and I put it in my pocket as I'm petting the dog. I'm saving it. And I was like, oh, that's gross. I'm like, oh, one night I'm going to put that under Amy's pillow. And I didn't. But your, your dog's hair, if he wants it back, you can have that. But there's stuff like, why do I have that? Why am I doing that? We all have, we, all of us literally have that junk in our lives. Like, 
physical, like, man, just, just pick something and start clearing it out. You'll feel better. Stuff just attaches to us over time. Bad habits, things we say, things we don't say. That you look back, man, why do I have that? I don't need to do that. And just start, pick somewhere. Pick one drawer of your life or even in your house. Somebody said, helpful to do that. Say, so, all right, man, I just don't, I don't, I don't say I love you enough to the people I love. A lot of us is, are that person. Like, just try to do it. Like, you know you need to do it. Try, it, try to do it once a week, once a day. The people will, will appreciate that. Some of us just need to be more encouraging. You're, you're critical and you complain and you're, everything's always doom and gloom. Like, that's not of God. Take a deep breath. Like, man, I'm just going to be appreciative and I'm going to be thankful today. Pick some areas that you know. I mean, some of that is, yeah, it's diet and exercise. It's, it's stuff that impacts our life. It's, it's prayer, study, it's compassion, it's serving. It's things you know you should be doing. Personally, I'm, I'm, I'm praying more specifically. I felt like God is calling me to pray more specifically for, for people. People that I know who, who, who don't know the Lord. Praying for them by name. And like, let me see what happens. Like, man, what if I pray for these few people all year? What would happen? Like, what if we prayed all year for something? Specifically. Man, I bet you would see God move. Because you would be looking for God to move. And that's, that's he's on the move. And so my prayer life, I'm like, I'm praying for specific people for names. I'm expecting God to show up. And it's always easier to pray, like, Lord, I just pray for all the unsaved people of the world. Like, okay, like, but Lord, who can I be praying for? I need, give me names, Lord. Give me a few names. Not a hundred names. Maybe it's one. Maybe it's two. Lord, Lord, Lord don't, just, don't just bring hope for everyone. Lord, use me to bring hope. Lord, use me. So it's easy, Lord, pray, we pray for the hurting and the brokenhearted people of the world. Like, Lord, show me the brokenhearted. Show me the broken people of, of, of my neighborhood, of my community. And Lord, give me words that I might be your hands and feet. And so we involve, I'm saying involve yourself in those prayers. It's not always from a distance. Like, oh, Lord, we just pray for the Chinese. Like, what? That's fine if that's what God's calling you to. But then he might want to send you to China. Pray for something specific. And the Lord's just been speaking to my heart that way. I think listening to the Spirit, right, is, is sort of been, is a key thing in all of our, all of our lives. Uh, it's, it's one thing to do this, and we can, you know, hang out and, and try to be better people. But, man, it's, it's got to be driven from the Holy Spirit. This, this past, like, holiday season, we were, Amy and I, we were busy, and we're just going crazy. And, and it, it's fine, it's fun. And, like, there was a few days where we were just dragging and dragging on. And I think I know I shared some of this with some of you guys, but we were just like, man, what is wrong? Are we sick? Are we, are we depressed? Like, uh, you know, do we need to go to the hospital? And one morning I'm downstairs getting coffee, and I'm like, God, I'm on, I'm on like my sixth cup of coffee. And I'm just like, this is not working. Like, what is happening? You know, is it just because of church in the year? And I go, like, I got to check out what kind of coffee are we drinking? And I grab this bag of coffee, Italian roast from World Market. There's a green, this is a big bag we fill our pot with, a green sticker on it that says decaf. I'm like, Amy, you're killing us. I mean, I had a headache for like three days. I'm like, what is wrong with me? I'm serious. But we, we did, I, you know, we were detoxing from caffeine and like it was violent. Like you need to go to a home when you do that. And it's like, man, it, it kind of tastes the same, but man, there's no caffeine in it. 
you know, people talk about like God is like the wind. You know, man, God's like caffeine. You can't see him, but you can feel his effects. He's moving. He's doing something. He's there. And if we're doing God without the Spirit, without the Holy Spirit, it's like coffee without the caffeine. Like you can technically do it. It's not terrible. Like it's still coffee, kind of. Man, you're missing out. You're missing out on the power of it. And that's a place for many of us we can hang out. Like, well, I do church, and I, you know, I try to not cheat on my taxes, and I love my wife, whatever. Like, but man, like the Spirit, that's what moves us. That's what sustains us. That's what empowers us. That's what leads us t- toward people to pray for and how to engage and how to interact. And I, I, this is a growing thing. It's like, stu- it's like being in the Word. I mean, I've been walking with God for you know, a while now. And every day, every week, every month, every year, I'm like, how do I listen to Spirit more? How do I obey the Spirit more? Those little promptings, how do I act on that? And I still miss it. I was like, oh, I knew I should have texted that person. I knew I should have done that. Because the Spirit was pinging my heart. So I listen to the Spirit. It can be scary because some of us don't understand how that works. Man, it's that still small whisper. You know. If you can calm down and quiet things off enough, the Spirit will begin to move in you. And what I find is when I'm walking in the Spirit, when I'm listening to God, and when my, my life is focused on Him and His plan for me, and Lord, give, us, give me this day my daily bread, lead me today, sustain me today, like contentment follows in all things. This is what Paul talks about in Philippians 4. It's like, I've learned to be content in all things, whether I'm at loss or I have plenty. I am content. He said, I've learned the secret to that, how to do that. It's through him who gives me strength. It's through God who gives me strength through his spirit. He says, I'm okay with whatever comes at me. Because who would like to be that way? Man, I'm okay with whatever comes at me. Because it's going to come at you. Stuff's going to come. It doesn't, you can't stop it. But Paul said, hey, learn a secret. It's him who gives you strength. It's not staying up all night worrying. It's not running away from it. Right? It's, not, it's not whatever your crutch is, TV, food, alcohol. That doesn't give you strength. What gives you strength is, is the Holy Spirit, is God. Paul says, I've learned to get through this stuff as I depend on God every day. And I think as we wake, wake and we walk and we look at our lives and there's all these, other, all these things we, we, we want and wish we didn't have and someone should be differently, if we can replace our expectation with appreciation, you begin to see life a little, a little brighter. Instead of looking at every person and every opportunity with all these expectations, like, man, what if you're grateful? Your husband's going to get an amen? amen. Replace some expectation with appreciation. It doesn't mean you can't look forward to things and have dreams and goals. But in the moment, it can't, you can't always be wishing things were different or better. Because they are appreciated. I know many of you pretty well in your lives. There is a lot to be appreciative for. We all wish things could be a little different. I wish he did this. wish she could do this. wish they would do that. wish my thing was like this. But if you're walking with God, Lord, you start to see things you're thankful for and you appreciate. And you're grateful for as is. We talk about this church. I mean, we, I, mean, I love this church as is. We've loved this church as is like all along the way. I tell people about church, what's your church like? And like, man, we love it. It's like a family. And people always want to know how, like, what kind of numbers you're running. I'm like, what? No one talks about a family like that. How's your family? What kind of numbers are you running? <laughs> right? 
You got two. Uh-huh. You're one of those small families. Like, I don't, we don't even think about it in those terms. Do we want to reach more people? Yes, of course. But we're appreciative now. We're grateful now. Like we've taken this mountain now, and maybe there's another mountain, but man, look where we've gotten to. And in your life, you could think about <clears throat> wishing for stuff in the future, but look where you are now. You got there somehow. Somehow you got here. Through times you didn't think you would survive, somehow you arrived and you're okay. Be appreciative for that. Yeah, then God's going to lead us and he's going to call us, but some of us need to replace that expectation, just lay it down a little bit and just be appreciative. Be appreciative of the people around you. Man, listen, I'm the first person who knows I can improve my life around the house. But if I'm just always feeling the pressure of expectation, I'm not good enough, that doesn't really help. Anyone, you know what I'm talking about? Man, but when we appreciate, if I appreciate, and I'm appreciative, man, we begin to grow more organically and naturally. Genesis 1, 2, I'm just going to finish up with this. I'll encourage this, hopefully encourage some of you with this word. <clears throat> beginning, right? The very beginning, Genesis 1 and 2. Talks about God and his, uh, his creation story. Coming to sort of story of earth, and this is a, just kind of a fun narrative, kind of a fun poem and story. In the beginning, God created the heavens, the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God hovered over the surface of the waters. So God comes in and says that the earth is formless and void or empty, and these words are tohu, formless, and bohu, void. And it would read tohu wa bohu. The earth is formless and void. And when we talk about formless and void, there's different pictures, and maybe you've seen a movie or whatever it is in your head. But these Hebrew words, as we look throughout the text, they don't show up too often, but when they do, they, they mean tohu, a formless, mean a worthless thing. Uh, desert, chaos, confusion, empty place, void. And void is an, an indistinguishable ruin. And one of the only, only other places we'll see these words together is in Jeremiah, when God is, Jeremiah is lamenting over the state of Israel and are just so broken and so degenerate and there's just despair in that place and they're on the precipice of Babylon coming and crushing crushing Jerusalem crushing Israel and and so these are hard words they're sort of dark words formless and void worthless thing desert chaos confusion you know this void indistinguishable ruin like it's been so there's so much destruction there's so much hurt that you can't even recognize it and what God does with these words, with these, this setting, with this scene, is he makes things good. He makes things beautiful. He goes to work. He says, you know what, first thing, man, we, we, you know, we got to get some light on this stuff. We need light. Then we can, then we can start working on this other stuff. And this, and this sort of story begins to paint this beautiful creation picture of, of life and abundance on earth and, and humanity. And, but it started with this space that was a worthless thing, that was desert, that was chaos, that was confusion. And some of us have felt like that or feel there now about your life. You look at those words, like, that's my life. Worthless, desert, chaos, confused, empty, ruined. And God, at one time, he took that and he made something beautiful out of it, and he still can and still does. And so whatever that place is in your life that you feel like there's no, there's no hope there's no faith, there's no love, there's no chance. 
There's nothing there. It's empty. It's broken. It's void. It's confused. It's chaos. It's desert. God can take that thing and make it beautiful. And he will shine his light on that. And he will begin to begin to build. God once made something out of nothing and still can. Whatever that is for you in your life, maybe it's something said or unsaid. Like, man, God cannot fix, he cannot repair. That thing is far gone. That's what God does. That's the beginning of the story. He took the, the, most, the, the writer, penned these very dramatic words to color sort of the rest of the narrative. Hey, listen, God has been in this business since the beginning of taking things that are broken and wrecked and ruined and chaos and confused. And he sets them to order and he loves on them. I remember uh, <clears throat> a couple years ago, it's funny, this is about our second year at, at this campus. And uh, we used to meet in another building over there. And before, um, before we were here, we are down the road at this little chapel. And it was great. Got a good start there. And, and many of you know the story. And I went to tell it on Christmas Eve. We just didn't always have, didn't have the time. But, uh, so a few years ago, uh, 2016, Christmas Eve's approaching. And we had just started kind of gathering in September. So a few months in, we have a little community happening. And... And uh, it just felt like, all right, we're starting to kind of figure some stuff out, and we're doing lunches, and, and, and church is sort of happening. And I get an email from the church board at the other church we were renting uh, like a week or two before Christmas Eve and said, hey, sorry, but we're going to need you, we're you know, ending the lease with you guys, you're going to need to be out uh, by the end of the year. And, um, and we were just like, it came out of nowhere. You know, we, we didn't have a long-term setup there, but it just came out of nowhere, and it was just you know, shocking and hurtful. And like, man, we just, we just started. We just started going and we're just starting to feel something happening here. And I've told this story and I'll, I'll tell it again, but man, I, I got that, that letter and um, man, I was really bummed. I was, re- I was confused. I was chaos. I, 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 I was hurt. I felt like there's no way this is happening right now, God. We, we've just started doing something and now it's being taken away. I remember just laying down like on the couch just sort of being depressed and Amy's like, don't worry, you know, God's got this. I'm like, you know what? There is no God. <laughs> what God? But it was really hard, you know, and, and I, you know, eventually you shake it off like, okay, and, and, and you sort of, you start to get to work. And, and at the time there was nothing, we didn't know, there was no other place. We had looked for a place. It ended up taking a couple weeks, you know, we had Christmas Eve service that, that year and it was like, you know, that room was full, like, hey, happy Christmas Eve, like, Hopefully we see you in the new year. We're not sure. We're definitely going to be off for a couple weeks. Like, stay in touch. And it was, it was hard, you know. But, but over that couple weeks, man, I was just like, all right, there's, there's nothing. There's, there's, this thing is, is lost right now. And we just kind of cruise around. And, and God delivered us to this place that we, we love. And it was hard getting to this place because there was some weeks of, like, didn't know where we are going to end up. You know, we were in the afternoons for a while, which we didn't love. I mean, there was a lot that happened, but eventually the, you could see this thing begin to happen that came from this place that I was in, like, this little bit of despair. And God works that stuff out. And all of us can look back to a story in your life. I, mean, I didn't know how I was going to get out of that. I was dark, and I felt hopeless. And, like, you got out of it. And so if you're in that place again, especially at the beginning of the year, like, man, remember, God... It's once made something out of nothing and he still can and he still does and he still wants to and he still wants you to offer him that part of your story and part of your life. So let's, uh, let's pray. 
God, we thank you for uh, this morning. Thank you for this community. Thank you for the people that make it up. God, we invite your spirit to move uh, on us this, this moment, uh, this, this song, this day, this year. Lead us, uh, lead us out into the world, Lord. Lead us to love one another well. God, I pray for those who are, they know what formless and void feels like. They, they wake up and feel like a desert of chaos and confusion every day. God, man, touch, God, touch their heart. I pray that your spirit would touch their heart this, this moment. Lord, bring your light, bring your love, bring your hope. Lord, you're amazing. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. You have been listening to Pastor Jesse Giglio, recorded at New Church in Ventura, California. For more information about New Church, go to N-E-U-E-C-H-U-R-C-H dot com. Again, that web address is N-E-U-E-C-H-U-R-C-H dot com. Thank you for listening, and may God bless you and yours.